are now tuned in. The most talked about podcast in the country. DT, unfiltered and uncensored. Now here's your host, DT. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, DT, on DT's Unfiltered and Uncensored. And I'm here tonight on a special show. You know, we talk about the playoffs right now, the NBA playoff thing going on. And right now we're looking at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference Finals. We got the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics in the East, and we got the Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors and the Reds. Well, I got my boy on with me tonight. Got my boy on with me tonight. Welcome to the show, KDH. What's going on? Yeah, um, other sidekick, other amigo, the third amigo. Well, hey, hold on. Didn't Amigos break up? So I guess we broke up, huh? Now, the Amigos broke up. So nah, I remember. Huh? We the Band-Aid boys. You forgot, man. Oh, well, I thought we the Amigos because the Amigos broke up. So it was only two of us. So I guess I'll say it somewhere. With, uh, <laughs> I'll say it somewhere. And uh, hell no, nah, I ain't, ta- I ain't take off. Never mind. I ain't take off. Oh, never mind. I passed. Um, <laughs> we had three stooges. Well, our other sidekick, he's not here. I guess he had passed his curfew because I guess his girl told him he had to go to bed on a Saturday, um, Friday night. Um, so he's not joining us. So it's just gonna be me and KDH tonight. We're gonna discuss the first two rounds, where the first two games of each conference, and give our take on how we think each team performed, what we expect in the next two games, and we go go from there. So KDH, I want to start off right now with the um Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. Let's start off with Game One. What was your take on what happened between in the first game in Miami? Uh, I mean, with Miami, um, here one thing that I think we have to take from that game is that Boston had the lead the first half. Um, they played exceptionally well. They didn't really change any of their game style compared to the other teams they played throughout the playoffs. Um, but when it came to that third quarter, it's just like Boston had flopped, and they flopped bad, and Miami ended up going. 39 points in the third quarter to Boston's 14. And we all know how that third third quarter is sometimes one of the most important quarters in the game. Right. And Miami just took, they just took over. Uh, Boston had no answer for it. Uh, they definitely needed Marcus Smart and Al Horford for that game. Um, I don't think they were planning on using Aaron Naismith at all, but they had to. I don't believe they were going to use Peyton Pritchard as much. Um, because he is a big liability. No matter if he can drop 20 points, it's like defensively that he kept running straight towards him. I mean, you're going to, there's not much Pray Pritchard can do on the defensive he end. He played 30 minutes that night, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he had to. Like I said, they were, they still tried to run. Edoka is a great coach. I mean, this is, I think this is why you got to give Greg Popovich his uh, props because after Edoka being under Greg Popovich for so long as assistant coach, now look what he's doing in Boston. That man is deep, like defensive team. He's crazy with it. He's good with it, but it just wasn't enough. And that third quarter ruined their whole game. Hey, to touch on that, I'm get, I, I got to give credit to Papa Bish too because I got to look at um who all played on him. I mean, coach on him. Even even as much as I don't like this dude, as much as I don't like, I want him fired. <laughs> um, Coach Bud, he was one of them under him too. So I mean, they mm-hmm, are striving. Mm-hmm. They 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 doing their thing. So I I know he got to be pr- a proud uh, coach because these are people he mentored. And he got and he taught them how to coach and look at them now. They they know what they're doing. They know um well for the most part sometimes um coach but know what he's doing. But I gotta give him credit. He he has some good he has some good coaches under him. Unfortunately, what's his name who played with um who coached with um uh, Charlotte? I think he was a good coach. I didn't think he even should have been terminated this year, but that's just me. I I he gotta realize he had a young team. I don't want, I don't know what they was expecting out of him this season. But um, James Braga? Yeah. He he's one of, okay. he's he's on the proper bitch too. He was under him as well. So yeah. I don't know what they was thinking, but back to the game. Um, my take on it, I, I kind of agree with you on the same thing because I'm looking at the stats and um, uh, Jason Tatum had 29 points, Jalen Brown had 24 points. Um, and then the next person in line was um Robin Williams the third and um Peyton Pritchard. They both tied with 18 points, but everybody else was mm-hmm. under 10 points. So I mean, your product, you could tell they really need Marcus um uh, Smart. And uh, Al, well, they need Marcus Smart. I don't know about Al Harper. Well, I will say, 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll speak on Al Horford in game two. But, yeah, I mean, the missing of the veterans, you, you that's like taking Jimmy Butler out and then taking out Bam. Like, what do you really expect from it? Like, yeah, you got some good players, but it's just not enough. It's just not enough. And it showed Jason Tatum had to play the ball handler, which they they picked him up from 94 feet, then play defense, and you expecting him to score? It's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask, and it showed. Right, right. And then when you look at the numbers, um, I mean, Jimmy Butler had 41 points. Everybody else had – it was in a team for the most part, but it was a collective group because you had 18 points, he was 17 there, 11 here, 10 there, and you had Jimmy Butler with four. And then even the bench players came gave some production compared to you got Boston bench player. They did decent for the most part, but you – um. You got somebody playing. What's his name? Aaron uh, Naismith. 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 He played eleven minutes. Gave you zero points. Down. He must know on uh, George Hill. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, now I'll tell you this. Now Aaron Naismith came in the game, and that motherfucker hustled defensively. I mean, he got three blocks and crucial blocks uh, in the fourth quarter. The problem with him is, like I said, he's he's not a scorer. Doesn't need to be a scorer. But defensively, he tried, uh, and he played a hell of a game defensively. Um, offensively, they were still looking for the three main guys and Brown, Tatum, and and Hor- uh, I mean not Horford, Pr- Pritchard, but yeah. the defensive wise for him being, I think this is his second year, third year. Defensive wise, he definitely stepped it up, but hey, it coach, just it's it's not enough. Hey, Coach Bud, uh, anybody in Milwaukee, if y'all listen to this, let's trade on uh, George Hill for Aaron. I take it any day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. so let's move on to um. Where was it? Let's move on to game two. Okay, hold on. So, what was your take on that? Because it was lopsided the other way around this time. Yeah, I mean, game two, uh, here's the thing. Like I said, people are sleeping on this Boston team, uh, and I think they're sleeping on them heavily. Um, Boston really didn't change anything from game one that they did in game two. In game one, Boston had dominated three quarters they just did absolutely their worst possible in that third quarter and that was the ultimate demise but i mean in this game too they also dominated every single quarter and if i'm not mistaken um, Boston, so far, like, they were number one in the um they're number one in the nba in the third quarter am i correct on that yeah this season yeah okay. uh well yeah yeah this year this year yeah ultimately it's usually always the warriors in the postseason but this year's has been uh boston celtics in the season and so far, it's looking like it is in the um, playoffs as well. But uh, it was it was a pretty good a quarter one. You definitely had Robin Williams getting outplayed by PJ Tucker. I don't know how that how that happened. He was a big liability at the beginning, uh, and then noticing Al Horford. This is why I want to talk about Al Horford. Watching him play, I don't really like him, but with his length. Max Struss and Gabe Vincent just did not feel comfortable pulling up a shot because he was right there off the switches. And Boston desperately needed that. When you switch up from Marcus Smart to Al Horford, just his hand up kind of made players think, like, I probably shouldn't take this because Al Horford was right there. Now, I will give Al Horford his defensive prowess. He sometimes can get crucial blocks and crucial threes, as he did in this game. But uh, 9 for 11 for threes, how do you, how do you stop a team 9 for 11 and threes in the, in the first quarter? Well, I will. I'm going to uh, close time with you on Al Harford because I see he was perfect. Even though he only took four shots, he made every single mm-hmm. one of them. Even though he only had 10 points, but he did have – but he needed to step up on the rebounds because he only had three rebounds the whole game. And yeah, he yeah. needed to get more rebounds as they – because that's what they use him for. They don't, use, like you, they don't use him for scoring. He may get the ball on touch sometimes, but his main job is to – play defense and get rebounds and box out. And he don't Yeah, even, I would agree. Even, even though he did agree. they did when they game, he should be averaging at least a minimum of six or seven rebounds and he gotta get at least two offensive rebounds. I was saying he has zero. Yeah. I mean yeah, that was like I said, him and uh, and uh Robert Williams were getting outplayed that first half. I mean first compared to the first game, Robert Williams was a beast. Uh, but it's just like that second game, he just was not in it. And Al Horford just, I mean, he he just felt like a lot of it too was um, the way the, you know, the ball was falling off the rim when they uh, he shot because they weren't really that good. The only person that was really hot was Ty Hero, but the rest of them kept bricking. 
um, and it would just fall into Jason Tatum's hand. Well, J- uh, um, not Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Like, that's how they got half the rebounds off of just bad shots that just landed directly to him. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, it, at the end, they, even if Al Horford didn't get rebounds, they st- he still outplayed Bam Adebayo. And you can't have that if you're trying to win. You can't have Bam Adebayo playing that lack of – I can't say lackadaisical, but it's just like he's not even out there on the floor. You don't even know his name when he's out there. And also with Tyler Hero in the second half. Tyler Hero, since uh, game – I want to say game one of um, 76ers has averaged six points in the second half. This is your leading score. Your sixth man of the year is barely averaging 14 points per game and then is only averaging six points in the second half. That's, I mean, Miami Heat's got to definitely figure out what's going on. But, I mean, Boston Celtics is the best team. They're the better team, and it showed that second game. Um, in order for the Heat to win, it's going to be hard, especially since P.J. Tucker is officially injured. He may be out oh, in game really? three. I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, he kind of uh, game uh, uh, what was it? Second quarter, I believe. Uh, let me see. Let me check my notes. I want to say it was okay, the second he only quarter. Twenty one minutes. Yeah. He, he got, yeah, he had. Uh, he, it, it really wasn't nothing serious. How he injured it, he kind of just like took a step back, and I don't know what happened with his back knee, but it was a different injury than what game one. Because remember, game one he also got injured, uh, but he came right back on down the field. But this one is. He got injured again on a different part. I think it was either his knee. Um, I think they said a bruised knee or something, so he was out for the rest of the game. And he's going to have a problem with P.J. Tucker out because now Jimmy's going to have to guard everybody. And I don't think he's going to score as much if he's going to sit here and play so much defense. He's not going to run the floor as much. Um, He's guys definitely got to step up and help Jimmy because that was the ultimate. Jimmy's going to get his. I mean, Jimmy has literally played as if he was one of the top five players in the league right now every single game. Uh, but that supporting cast is just not doing it for him. This is supporting cast. I'm more like um, Milwaukee supporting cast in the last round. Um, the, a, a little bit better, but <laughs> you can make an argument. Yeah, yeah, a little bit better because at least they hit double digits. You know, we had four supporting cast, total 13 points. But we ain't going to get on that yeah. right now because that's in the last round. We're talking about this round. So, if I'm not mistaken, when we did our last uh, podcast, our last show we talked about before the series start, um, I think you had Boston and what? Was it four? Six. Oh, six. I had six. Did I have Boston and six as well? I think you had Boston and six as well. And Daniel had um, Miami dumb. and six. Hold on, hold on. Dumb Dumb. <laughs> dumb Dumb had um, <laughs> Miami and what? Seven? In six. He had it in six. He yeah, believes Miami and six. Yeah, Miami and six too. Idiot. Okay, so so right now, um, we gonna come to we gonna get back to what we think gonna happen in the next two games. Let's touch on this Dallas and Golden State game because I'm glad I got you on this one today. Yes, I'm glad I got you on this one today because <laughs> I remember and I wish I should I should uh, I should have brought up played uh recording what you said, but anyway, so game one. What's your take on game one when Dallas stepped onto the Golden State Warriors court? Um, so, which I think I need to start doing this. But, I mean, here's the thing with playing against the Warriors in Dallas and the matchup here. The matchup is Luka's going to get his. I don't like, As I said before, I don't think anybody's going to stop Luka. Luka um, really didn't shoot as much as he usually does, and he really didn't shoot that well. Um, it wasn't really because he was getting defensively stopped. It's just he kind of was trying to get his teammates involved more, but it just wasn't working out. I mean, you had Dorian Finney-Smith still averaging five points. Um, you had Reggie Bullock hit a couple threes. You know, three is good enough for him, but Jalen Brunson went 0 for 5 from three. That can't happen. Um, Warriors, I would say their game plan for this game or this this series, series is really to tire out Luka. If they can run around the court, Luka's going to have to defend. And if he's not going to defend – then he's got to, you know, he can't go bucket for bucket with Golden State because Golden State's just going to take the lead, and that sure as hell was what happened. Um, and you know what? I'm, gonna, did, I'm looking yeah. at this game one. Dallas cannot mm-hmm. let this happen. Here we go. 19 points, 10 points, 10 points, 15, 21, mm-hmm. 19, 10. Mm-hmm. They all had double digits. The Everybody mm-hmm. who played more than 20 minutes, 
had a double uh had double digits in points. You mm-hmm. cannot let I mean one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven players on there and basically it's their main rotation as that. It's the rotation guide. You cannot have them scoring double points. No, no. I mean the like I said it's that's mainly what it is. They they made Luca run. Luca got tired. He got limited, and that's the game plan Golden State should have. They don't have to really change up much compared to playing some of these younger teams. Like you know, when they played Memphis, they had to they had to keep up. Um, and when but playing Dallas, it's like they're a slow paced team. They're gonna run the hell out of them, and they ran the hell out of Luca. Luca Luca's a liability when it comes to defense, and they exposed it. Um, but for Dallas, I mean, their game plan really is they they're gonna have to make some stops. You're going to have to find a target, stop one of those players. Um, limiting is good, but as you see right now, they even limited almost every player, but then other players were making up for that limited shot ability from Curry, Clay, and uh, Jordan Poole. So, I mean, Dallas had to figure it out in game two, um, which we'll discuss a little bit later, but game one was just atrocious. They met, they, they, it was the easy game plan, make Luka run. The other guys aren't hot if Luka's not hot. Right, right. And uh, just looking at these stats, I mean, it, it's just, it, I feel like Luca. I know he tried to get, how many assists? Yeah. He had a total of four. See, four. that's not good. He only had four. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Luca got an average double. But this team, he got an average nine or more to me to win. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be, it can't mm-hmm. be less than, it can't be seven. He could do, I'm going to say eight or more. It can't be less than eight. It can't be seven or less. They're not going to win the game. He got to mm-hmm. average because, he he know most of the time when he had the ball in his hand, the defense on on the on Golden State is looking at him. So he got yeah. to learn know how to beat it and get his teammates involved. If Luca has less than seven assists in a game, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. That's just me. I don't think he. I think he has to do eight or more assists, and he got to at least score twenty five points or more with at least eight assists to win the game because that means he he mm-hmm. got eight assists let's just say for instance those eight assists are all two pointers that's 16 points possibly and then you get the other people getting their own shots in so he contributes towards 16 he don't score 25 and then you got other role players doing their job here and there and if it let's say if he get 10 let's say he get double double on because he is he's, he's he's capable of doing double doubles he get 10 Assists and let's say six of them are three pointers. That's eighteen, and then four of them are um two pointers. That's eight. That's over twenty points. Then he hit his twenty five thirty mark. There you go. You got over fifty some points right there. Then everybody else handling their business. You could beat them. But it's also come back on uh, transitional defense as well, and not letting the um Warriors. But that's one thing Warriors are good at beating somebody on transition offense. When they run a transition transitional offense, especially it's a um rebound. Is a um rebound mm-hmm. kick. Oh my god, they kill everybody, and people got to realize that you got to get back. That's one of the very to be honest. Now. Yeah, and to be honest, like with Kevin Looney, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's playing exceptionally. He did very well against Memphis. He's doing very well against Mavericks. He's getting these second uh chance point uh second chance rebounds. To, I mean, he's getting these rebounds uh to give the Warriors second chance points and. <laughs> Warriors are just capitalizing off of it. I mean, it's like he gets a rebound, kick it out to Curry, Clay, or Jordan Poole. They're, they're going to knock it down. They're just going to knock it down. All right, on to game two that just happened a little over an hour ago. Um, I didn't get to catch as much as the game because I had a game tonight on my team. We lost by four points, missed like eight free throws, which boggles my mind. We should have – I mean, it was my one of my players who – shoot great free throws, kept going one for one, but I know he was tired. And then, of course, referees. You know how that is with the referees, and we was getting bad calls. But only lost by four points and missed eight free throws, so we should have won that game. But I didn't get to watch that game because I was at my game, but I did catch the tail end of it because I listened to quite a bit of it on XM Radio. And I was seeing the score. They was up by 19. I'm like, damn. I said, okay. So every game is like lopsided. It's like one game somebody win, next game somebody loses. I mean, they win by double digits and they lose by double digits. I'm like, I never seen this in the playoffs yeah. before. Then I think about it. One of my players said, "Hey, coach, but you forgot it's Golden State Warriors." I like, yeah, you're right. And then at second half came in up, 
and it like the Golden State Warriors turned on the switch, and it was it was a Steph play on um, Steph Curry show at the end of the game, thirty two points. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, no, the um, uh, Luca and them did an exceptionally an exceptionally well job of kind of containing the Warriors. I won't say they contained Clay that much because um, Clay was just on fire. Uh, but it was like Luca was trading a bucket for bucket. Um, but this is where the ultimate that this is the 2016 Warriors that we knew the only way you're going to beat them is if you outscore them because defense wasn't going to get you there. I don't care how good a defense you were. It's very hard to stop the Warriors. And this this is what this game was. It didn't matter what Dallas was doing. They, you know, they they were scoring. I mean, you had Jalen Brunson for 31. You had Reggie Bullock hitting six threes. Come on. That's they they hit almost um forty six percent from the three point line, but then the amount of um inside points they were able to get against the Dallas passing straight. I mean, it was like they they passed Luca layup, they passed Luca layup, they passed Luca layup. <laughs> like, and then you had Dwight Powell in there for a little bit. I mean, I, I I do not like that guy whatsoever. He is a huge liability, but he came out. Um, but Dorian Finney-Smith was getting passed on. Reggie Bullock was getting – it was like they were doing an exceptional job on offense, but defensively, Dallas lacks very bad. Um, their only two defensive guys really are Dorian Finney-Smith and Dwight Powell. And Nancy Kleber does a pretty decent job, but that that's really all he is, a pretty decent player. I mean, I love him. I think his, you know he's a pretty good player that can help out a team, but he's not a defensive player. And, and Max Kleber is their big guy. They don't have no big. And you know it's bad when Steph Clay, I mean not Steph Clay, Steph Curry leads the team in defensive rebounds. He had eight. Mm -hmm. He led the team. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Let me repeat that again. Steph Curry had the most defensive rebounds on his team tonight. I never thought that'd be a stat I'd be talking about. Hey, he averages five rebounds in the season, so. <laughs> but that, eight, hold on, please don't tell me he beat, oh, okay, he didn't beat, he beat basically everybody on their, on Dallas too, Dallas, but Dorian and Smith, he, they tied eight yeah. re, um, rebounds. No, 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 hold on, hold, 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 hold on, no, Steph Clay, Steph Clay, Steph, and Steph Clay, Steph Curry had the most Defensive rebounds defensive on rebounds, both teams. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. teams. What? Yeah, Kevin Looney gets a lot of his rebounds off the, um, a shot and turns it into a second chance point. So Steph, this just kind of goes to show you that Dallas does not box out at all. They 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 don't really rebound. It's just if we get the rebound, Luca literally just steps in front of somebody gets the rebound. Uh, but yeah, they they just. I'm gonna the be honest with you. Be I have, I've been watching. I don't see most 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 players don't box out. Period. I be watching for the most part. I see everybody just look. I see that in AAU. I see that in high school. I see that when I watch the NBA. I'm like, y'all not even boxing. I know Draymond. Some of them do. Draymond he boxed out. Um, Giannis boxed out. Brooke boxed out. Few of them boxed out. But for the most part, everybody just sit down, go for the rebound, look for the rebound, and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah for some reason, it's turned. Go oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, they kind of stopped boxing now due to petty fouls. I mean, it's there's no point of hustling for a rebound if you're going to get foul call on you. And I've noticed that quite a few times in the NBA that if you're going to sit here and jump over somebody, try to get a rebound, normally they'd be like, okay, cool. And Rexy, in the playoffs, that's a foul. And they're just going to call it. You try to put it, it happened a lot with the Boston Celtics Miami Heat. If you watch that game, anytime some man out about try to jump, or anybody try to jump over Jimmy Butler, it was an automatic foul. So I think that's kind of why they're just like, you know, if you get this rebound, it's just on. Warriors really have a a, a change of pace when it comes to the postseason. They're trying to go a lot faster. We're not going to fight for a rebound. We'd rather beat you on transition so you can't have transitional points. And that's just ultimately what the game plan is. They're not no no none of the none of these two teams are going to sit here and fight you for a rebound when they know they can get three points instead of a two. All right, so we, we would discuss the first two games for each, the Western Conference Final and the Eastern Conference Final. So what what do you expect in the next two games? Because, you know, they're back in Boston. 
Miami going back to uh, going to Boston to play them for the next two games. What's your expectations, and what do you see the um, outcome of those two games coming to? I mean, my expectation is for one, the series has officially started. I mean, they say no series starts until you have another team beat a home, you know, beat another team on the road, and Boston did that, and now they're at their home court. Um, I expect them to defend it. If my, Marcus Smart's going to stay healthy, Al Horford's going to stay healthy. Um, you know, that if the team's going to stay healthy, then I expect them to win the next two games. Uh, I feel like Boston's going to dominate the Heat. I wouldn't be surprised if it became a five-one. Uh, I mean, a four-one uh, series. Uh, but we, we, I definitely see Boston taking care of these two. Now, I will say Boston's shot ex, extremely well. Um, extremely well that second game. I don't expect them to shoot that much. But, I mean, even if you take away Marcus Smart 20 points, they were still going to win. Even if you take away um, Jason Tatum's 29 points, they still win. Um, so, I mean, I think they'll still do exceptionally well. I don't know how if they'll do that well from the three-point line. Um, but they have showed capable times in the season that they are capable of hitting 130 points consistently. Um, they've done it quite a few times during the season. I wouldn't be surprised if they – hit 120. They're simply the better team. They're deeper than the Heat. I think I am qualified enough to say that now. Um, there's the, the the Heat don't have enough scoring um, players on their team. Yeah, they're deep, but they're not showing up in the postseason. So, so you I think, think Boston should win these next two. So you think they're going back to Miami 3-1? Up. That's a, yeah, that's my take. You know, I think Boston got too much power for Miami to defend. And if, I, if they go on for bucket for bucket, Boston going to win that every time because they got, to me, more scorers and more people that could actually get to the basket of the, um, than Miami. However, yeah. I think because you got one of the top 15 coaches of all time, Eric Spolster over there. I don't see them losing both games. I see going one for one at least because I think he's a great coach. Unlike someone else who made the top 15, he shouldn't be considered in that group. He's no longer in the playoffs, but he shouldn't be on that group. But um, Eric is a great coach, and I think he's going to make some adjustments and get in some people's asses. And I think Jimmy Butler, like he said, in the post game after the second game, it's on him. That loss was on him. And I love that he took credit, took responsibility for that. He says, "Not my team." Is he says, "Not the coaches." I love that. I love when he says, "It's not." I love when somebody actually a player actually take responsibility for a loss, and that's what Jimmy Butler did. He said it was all that loss was on me. It wasn't on my, uh, it wasn't on the um, team, it wasn't on the coaches. It was on me because I didn't uh, get my team involved. I didn't tell them what to do. As being a leader, I have to do that, and I respect the player. That made me respect Jimmy Butler. And I've never been a Jimmy Butler fan because all the antics from Minnesota to Philly, I didn't like all that. But now I like how he takes responsibility. I'm going to give – um, I'm going to say Boston going to win game three and Miami going to win game four. So, it's going to go back on uh, tie two up and stuff like that. So, yeah. that's my take on it. I just think um, Boston going to get a slight edge in the third game and then I think going to really make – Miami upset and they go get game four because they go come yeah, out. Yeah. I think I think Boston go come out there a little too cocky because they won both games back to back. So they're gonna be a little too cocky and they go come to game four and get punched in the throat. See, I would I would think that if they did have PJ Tucker, I, I mean Miami's due for a really good shooting night. When that is, I don't know, but right now with Boston being. Like I said, it's, I don't think I, – I, I do like Jimmy stating that, you know, it's not Eric Spolstra's fault because it's really not. They just simply got outmatched. You don't plan on P.J. Tucker getting injured. Um, it's just if you're going to shoot 60% from the – I mean, 50% from the field and 60 almost darn near 60% from the three, what can you really do? They Boston had one of their best shooting nights. I don't think they'll have that again. So I do think a game is going to be close. I wouldn't be surprised. If Miami Heat took game four. Now, if Miami Heat does take game three, it's going to be a very interesting series. It's going right. to be very interesting. It'll almost be but like we'll, the, um, we'll... Milwaukee versus 
Austin's theory when they went, everybody kept going back and forth. Like that. Correct. I'm a, I'm a I will say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Say if, if Miami, by some chance, could take both games, it's a wrap for Boston. No, with that, yeah, that's 100%. I, I, I would agree because I will say Boston's fall is the third quarter. I don't know what they did the same thing, even this upcoming game. Jason Tatum started his turnovers. Jalen Brown started missing layups. Marcus Smart started missing layups. I don't know if you watched the game, but Marcus Smart's coming down a fast break, decides to do a around his back layup and miss the shot. And I'm like, why are you you getting cocky? You're getting cocky. And if you're going to continue to get cocky, it's going to come back to bite you at some point in time. And now I hope Boston's not taking this to the head because they had a well, you know, shooting performance. Um, game three, I expect them to calm down, just handle business, and also for game four. But I won't be surprised if that third quarter does them in again by Miami Heat. Um, if Jimmy Butler can go out there, get his guys going. And shout out to Gabe Vincent playing excellent. I will say he has stepped up like crazy with Kyle Lowry being out. Um, but I need to see more from Tyler Hero. I need to see more from Bam. Uh, Max Stress is doing decent. Um, but I need them guys to do a lot better. And speaking of, I know darn well you seen that text message when I said, did you see that about Marcus Smart dropping Max Struss? <laughs> oh when was that? Was it Instagram? You oh, my God. It was game two. Oh, my goodness. Marcus Smart dropped Max Struss so bad. Like, he didn't no, touch him, didn't push it. off. Just a simple crossover. Oh, you got to see it. Oh, it was it was bad. And, that, and I think that's what kind of elevated Boston to stop their third quarter shenanigans um, and started picking it back up to take a bigger lead because they were South, I mean uh Heat were on their way back slowly but surely Jimmy was Jimmy's one of the best players on transition when it comes to the fast break um and they were coming back but if uh Marcus Smart balled out DPOY that's all you can really say that's all you can really say okay so on to the Western Conference Finals now we already talked about the first two games Golden State Currently leads the series two and zero. They head into Dallas, down south. Um, you gonna think I'm crazy? I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State <laughs> take both of these and finish this game in on Dallas. Take a sweep. Yep, I don't wanna be surprised because for what happened tonight, and they they was oh, they would down. They had them by nineteen points, and you. Can't count Golden State on they came back and won by they won by nine points. They were down by nineteen and won by nine points. That can't happen. Listen. And Listen. go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No. I just I said I wouldn't I'm be just surprised. Saying, I'm I didn't I didn't say they're going to. I said I would not be surprised. I would okay, not okay. be surprised. But I don't I think Dallas would Get one. I don't think they get both. I think they go get one win. I think they go close out right. in game. Um, they go close out in game five. Okay. I I mean I heard what you said, but uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. Shout out to Stephen A. Lay off the weed. No, we ain't that. We, we, we remember. We remember. No, no, man. We remember the last podcast. Somebody was going with Golden State, and they stopped in the middle of it because they just took a hit of crack and said, I changed my mind. I got Dallas Mavericks in six. Somebody said that. And somebody who said that hey. is on this podcast right now in his initial hey. KDH. Hey. hey, listen, listen. 42 points. All right. We see it. We know it. We know he's capable. Yeah, yeah. Go look at it. Go look at the stats. Go look at the stats. 42 points, but y'all still lost. Hold up. Hold up now. Hold up. It's Golden State at home. We know what they're capable of at home. Also, I would like to remind everybody, we're hearing the same exact same things against Phoenix for the first two games. This ain't Phoenix. While Phoenix was at home. This ain't Phoenix. Hold up, hold up, no, hold up. We said it's, it don't matter if it's Phoenix. Phoenix was number one. They were best of eight games. They still flop. Whoop the down. They still flop. Second, they still flop. Whoop the down. They still flop. Whoop the down. I'm gonna tell you now. If I'm gonna tell you now, if John Morant never got injured, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about no Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. See, 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 this is the thing about all these what ifs. We can't do what if it didn't happen. It's always what if. We don't know. Jumping around may not got hurt. We may still be still here looking at Golden State. 
so we don't know what's going to happen. But this is a Thank different. Okay. We we're, we're talking about three guys on this team who have won how many NBA championships in the last six years? Three. 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 They've only won three. They, they won three. So they know how to win. They know what it takes. How many people on Dallas have an on ring? How many people on Dallas right been now, to the Western Conference Finals? I want to say about six of them are married. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, okay. How many of them <laughs> have NBA championship ring that says that I'm an NBA champion? Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Uh... No, no. Uh, oh, the only I one. Can't answer that I think right. the only one. He he's coaching, but he's not playing. He's coaching. He has a ring, but he's I, not I on the court. I was about to say, I was about to say, he's don't try me now. Yeah, he he's sitting on the bench, but he's the coach. He can't play. So I'm gonna tell you this. Y'all chose. Think Dallas got a chance of taking Golden State. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. Dallas is six. Luca's that guy. Give it like I said. Once he figures the Golden State Warriors out, it's over. But I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be completely honest though. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be you, completely honest. This go this go be you. This is gonna be you at the end of the third on um, I mean end of the um game three for the boss um, for, um when Golden State playing Dallas and they up by ten. You gonna be feeling like this. That's that gonna be you because you gonna be thinking about <laughs> your heart gonna be hey, listen, I, you, I feel I feel like that if uh, Miami Heat win three or four. I don't care about that. So winning no losing the same thing. Um, no, but I mean to be honest, if we're if we're keeping a buck, uh, from a coaching standpoint, I I still I do feel like you know Warriors do have a chance to get the sweep. I'm gonna be honest. Like I said, it's it Luca. Looking at Luca, he's a big liability on defense. He's not a two way player. Offensively, he is one of the. I, one of the greatest of all times being 23 years old and is able to play like this in the playoffs. He is, you know, a great player. But as I said before, not one of the greatest of all time. Sorry to disagree with you on that. I said, as young players, he is one of the greatest of all times as a young player. There's not too many kids in the NBA that were 23 years old doing what Luca's doing. Not even Jordan, not Burley LeBron. Luca, Luca's one of the greatest of all time at his age right now. I'm not saying he's greatest of all time as a, NBA player, but at his age right now, if we're comparing to other NBA players at their age, at 23, Lucas Lucas number one on that list. I hope everybody understands that. Now, when it comes to overall career, I'm he's not number one. J.R. Smith would bet at 23. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> shout out to him getting his uh, master's degree. Um, Hold on, master's but... degree. Man. That's for J.R. Smith. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's but the yeah, last no, time. I mean, that's to be the honest, time J.R. Smith name will be ever mentioned on this podcast. But I just want to give him that shout out. <laughs> you gave him a good shout out. That's good. That's all that matters. He got you gave him his retirement ceremony. <laughs> I I need to begin no, retirement. Yeah. I need to begin retirement ceremony to um what's the dude name from um Miami? Oh, George Hill. No, no, from oh, Miami. Oh, PJ Tucker. No, oh, Udonis has him. No, not the one who's tall. Who's who's um waste of energy, waste of space on the court. Forgot his name. Um, he's a big. Um, Bam? No, the other one. The one who don't play that much. Oh, mm. you talk about Dwayne Dedman. Yeah. Oh, my G. Yes. That yes. He's a he needs to retire. He needs to go on. They, I mean, Celtics exposed him by bringing him to the top of the key and was like, yeah, you can't keep up with nobody up here. <laughs> I would like Dwayne Dedman to come and join our podcast um, for a show because I have some questions for him. Okay, finish what you were saying. I'm sorry. But yeah, no. From a coaching standpoint, I do feel like a uh, Warriors do have it. They they have the potential to sweep them, um, and it shows. Even if you try to stop them defensively and strictly defensively, they're still gonna outscore you. And even when you try to outscore them, they're gonna outscore you. And that showed. Like I said, with Luke having forty two, Jalen uh, Brunson thirty one, and I want to say Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm not actually for sure how much he had that game. Um, uh, how much? Do you, I gotta think. Uh, I want to say it wasn't. I know it wasn't good. Less than ten points. I'm gonna tell you my own. My only concern. If Golden State win it all, oh my God, Draymond, I go shit up. Oh my God, Draymond. I mean, Draymond, Draymond's not gonna stop regardless. No, but he go. He. I told y'all we was win. I told y'all in that podcast. Oh my God, I, I have never listened to his podcast. I don't really listen to too many um NBA player podcasts. Because I feel like some of them 
I don't think he'd be um a little biased. biased. I think he somewhat will be, but I I like to hear people who um unbiased on period. And I think sometimes it's a little biased on everyone. So I really listen to someone who's not playing the game, who's not in the game, watching on from outside looking in, then somebody who's playing the game and doing a podcast and stuff like that. But that's off topic. I, I haven't listened to nobody. I think the only person no, actually, I ain't listen to no NBA, nobody who's NBA podcast because I just don't want to hear um I rather hear people who not have no stake in the game, who has not on a team. I want to hear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I, I will give credit to Draymond at least being an inside, but I feel like he is sometimes a little biased. Um, but he does try to give fair takes, but I mean so he's a he's a little biased. So you didn't get your predictions on on the games in Dallas. What was it going to be? I mean, I already done told you the Dallas is six. So I'm gonna tell you right now. Here's how it's gonna go. Dallas is gonna win game three. Dallas is gonna win game four. Okay. Dallas okay. gonna lose game. Hold up. Dallas gonna lose game five. Dallas gonna win game six. Then they gotta win game seven to win the whole thing. That's on exactly. Two. That's what I'm saying. They gonna win back to back. Back to back. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to Drake. Drake said, please don't put me in If you don't know, now you know. Drake said, Drake said, please don't put me in this because I'm actually going for gold. Listen, State. listen, Drake, you shut up. You Drake, you 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 lost the Drake, your Drake, team is Toronto. You lost. You got Kawhi, that was it. But, but Drake Drake said I'm chin for Golden State. I'm not chin for Luca. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. Low, I'm with Lil Wayne. He was rooting for the Suns, then he went, he went to the Mavericks. So what's up? <laughs> what's up? Wayne just a flip flop and then sitting in the crowd smiling and stuff like that. I feel like Luca should have went by and smacked the shit out of him. He walked by just smacking, keep on walking. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, well, I, apparently Luca did reach out to Lil Wayne and his group, and so did Mark Cuban. So therefore, you know, now they're all they're back to being buddy buddy. Why? Why? What? What? What happened with that? I don't even know. I just heard. I don't know what oh. happened. So if you don't know, Chris Paul and Lil Wayne are like tight. They're bro- they're on your brothers. They they do Same hang out way. a lot. They're they're close to it. Yep. Um. So yeah. So what happened was, I don't know if you remember. Uh, back then, Lil Wayne was a big Kobe fan, but he was uh Mark Cuban. He was cool with Mark Cuban at the time, and Mark Cuban had invited him to come to an after party. Um. Once he came to the after party. Um, he felt like the, I'm sorry, LeBron and D Wade during that time felt like he disrespected, um, them because he was hanging out with him, you know, in supporting of Miami. And so he didn't like that. So he got banned from Miami Heat's, um, gym. They got banned. He, Lil Wayne got banned from it. So during that time, um, that's kind of how Mark Cuban kind of, got their relationship started um so what happened was mark cuban uh i guess in a joking way we're not we'll not even go there we'll say lil wayne had actually put out a tweet and basically called lucas a hope because he beat the sun so mavericks uh mark cuban had decided to send out a tweet using lil wayne's lyrics and i forgot exactly what he said um, but he had also took a picture of Lil Wayne and his son. Lil Wayne took that as Mark Cuban somewhat disrespecting, uh, in a way, took it towards his son. So with that, Lil Wayne decides to say a whole bunch of choice words on Twitter, but then you know immediately took it down. And then with that, it became a feud between Mark Cuban and Lil Wayne. But apparently... Lucas team had reached out to Lil Wayne, and then of course, um, Mark Cuban reached out to Lil Wayne, and they, I guess, squashed the beef. So now he's back in support for the Dallas Mavericks. Fuck that! I ain't kissing nobody ass. You Luca Doncic, you're you, you. Hold on, and you're um, who's the owner again? Um, um Mark Cuban. You're Mark. That's uh, Lil Wayne. Oh, oh well. Uh, no. Don't say stuff personal. You say stuff, I say stuff. It's all fun and games, but uh, too much. But well, I, I think he just—it it just kind of felt like uh, Lil Wayne was disrespecting Luca, and 
Luca's kind of questioning, like, you know, who's got my back? And you know, Mark Cuban's not gonna let Luca get away. You know, he's not gonna let nobody just. Oh Luka. yeah, I agree. I oh, mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying nothing about what um Mark Cuban did. I'm like, yeah, it just, it is what it is. If I go take a personal move on and stuff like that, but he had no right to call Luca a hoja because he beat um Chris Paul. Unfortunately, the Savini Suns who won 64 games this year is now sitting at home watching the game, so. They can see Luca um, well, get his ass whooped. I will say he did say it in a way of he's getting sick and tired of watching Luca complain about every single play and every, he's looking for a foul every single time. He I agree flops with that. every single time. I agree. With and that. so he kind of was like Luca's a hoe because he's like just play the game, man. You need to stop call asking for fouls. And I I just don't think it was explained in that manner until later on. But I think that's how he was trying to say like Luca's a hoe, just play the game. I felt like um, Luane should just kept that out of the um, Twitter. He should have left that yeah. alone. He didn't need to say no. Just kind of enjoy the game. No. If you feel the type of way, keep that to yourself. You didn't need to tweet about that. But that's what these stars do. They want to get a hand tweet and talk about people and stuff like that. And, no, he should just left it alone. That, let, let Chris Powell deal with that. Let the NBA players deal with that. Not you coming to enjoy the game and stuff like that. And, but I do agree with him on that, that Luca do whine and complain and look for fouls all the time. And um, I think, I don't know, I don't know if it's, it's that star mentality he has right now. But we ain't going to spend that much time on that. So let's recap. So you say that you believe that Boston go get the next two games, go go back to Miami 3-1. I said it going to be, um, they go uh, take game for game. They go, uh, each one go get a win. And go go back to Miami, tied up two two two. You said that you believe that Seattle is gonna win the next two, so it's gonna be tied up going back to Golden State. I said I, I said I wouldn't be surprised if they get the next um Golden State get the next two, but I'm gonna give Dallas one. So I'm gonna think they, I'm, I said they gonna go back to Golden State three one. Golden State gonna go up three one in this series. So we'll see who predictions or the out who predictions come out on top. We'll discuss this on our next podcast. Oh, by the way, um Dum Dum, Daniel um Roach said he feel like Boston go get the next two games. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he definitely does. I'm, I'm gonna go on pick I'm gonna go on make his prediction. He think um Boston going to beat Miami the next two games, which is gonna be three one his favorite team down 3-1, and he feel like that it going to go one for one. Now, let's just keep it Eastern Conference. He think um, Miami going to go down 3-1. That's for you, Daniel. So we went on major prediction. We told everybody your <laughs> prediction that you think that Dallas going to be, I mean, you think Miami is going to be three down on um, 3-1 when they go back to Miami. All right, sir. Well, this was a great show. Um, We didn't have Daniel on here, he's probably sleeping right now on uh, counting sheeps or whatever. Um, hopefully he's on the next um podcast with us. And um it was great talking about this. And we covered everything, what happened in the first two games, and looking forward to the next two games so we can see what's gonna happen. I think this series, both series has been very entertaining for the most part. Um, minus the game last night with um Miami versus Boston, which wasn't very entertaining. But I think all all the three other games, the two Golden State games and the one game one with Miami and Boston was a good entertaining game. I hope we don't have another game two on game three. I won't I hope we don't have another game like game two with Boston and a Miami. Game result like game two. Yeah, I hope yeah. we don't have another one because that was a uh, Shit, I do. <laughs> uh, it, 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 I think Boston deserves it. No, nah, but it, it was boring. It was nothing to watch. Um, um, it was nothing to watch. But hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, listening to DT and KDH talk about the first two games of the um, playoffs. Um, once again, KDH, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, I have um. Instagram, Chris underscore DH. Snapchat, Chris Hedrick. That's, That's my Chris government. Nobody wrote that. Chris with a K, y'all. That is, oh, yeah. So K R I S. I'm a little different right here. Call me Chris Milton without the H. 
Um, but uh, I'm also not injured. Um, but also, um, yes, uh, Snapchat, Chris Hedrick, K-R-I-S. Uh, not like Red Hendrick, but Chris Hedrick. And then uh, I will be making a Twitter, and I will be having a, a podcast myself eventually. So we'll be able to shout that out. It will be the Band-Aid Boys podcast because, you know, we stick together around here. But uh, eventually, I'm going to get that out. But definitely appreciate you having me. I always love talking about it. No problem, no problem. Yeah, we, we definitely do um do part, you know, collaborate on podcasts and stuff like that. Um, this is DT. You can follow me on Instagram, DT. That's Delta Tom, DT underscore, unfiltered, uncensored. Also, you can follow my music page, Living Legends ENT. Music, yeah, Living Legends ENT music. That's Living Without the G, Legends with an S, ENT music. And you can also follow my AAU page, which is Zaytoven, like the producer, underscore elite. I think it's underscore. It'll be underscore May. Uh, I never remember. And you can check out my mixtape. It was dropped May the 16th on all streaming platforms, Living Legends Volume 1 under Living Legends ENT. You can look it up on Apple Music. Let's get, get me some more streams. Um, want to give a shout out to my boy Lanny 30K. His song is actually the number one song so far on my mixtape. He's kicking everybody's ass and streams like huge. The song No Sympathy, I think it's number eight, is kicking everybody's ass. And I'm just shocked when I seen the spin. It like no one is close to him. So he's doing his thing. Um, my show is coming on in approximately, ooh, coming on like approximately six hours. I got two. My shows come on back to back. It come on at 6 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Block 105 Radio. You can find the link on my Instagram, DT underscore uh, Unfiltered Uncensored, the white list to my show. I got my boy CF, CFN Stone and Joe Montana talking about their career. And Joe Montana spilled the, uh, the tea, as everybody say, on when he got shot in the face. So definitely check it out. Listen to it. Go support the boys. The young and upcoming artists. I appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate you, KDH, for being on here with me today. Um, everybody have a good night, and I will talk to y'all soon. You have just now listened to the most talked about podcast in the country. DT. <laughs>